0: Muhaddis Abdul Haq Muhaddis Dehlawi, a very, very senior personality. It was through this family of Hazrat Shah Waliullah that the knowledge of Hadith and Deen in general came alive in India. He was a very great person, very great personality. So one day he happened for whatever, however, the meeting took place with the person who was the prime minister of the place. So he's talking to a person who is of that now rank in dunya and Muslim. That person asked for some advice. He's talking to the president, or prime minister of the country and the person asked for some advice. So now this kind of situation, people of dunya, person of that rank and position now in society, and he is asking for advice. So obviously, advice that is pertinent has to be given. At the same time, you can't go into a long bayan here. And this is the kamal of those who truly became accepted in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, that in the moment that was required, Allah Ta'ala inspired them but what was the right thing to say, what was the correct advice to give. So now obviously, very, very pertinent advice has to be given. What can be given at this time? So he told him three things, and if one considers that these three things, now he's talking to a person who has Iman, Alhamdulillah. But at the same time, is in this position where generally people, they become prone to many things. They become prone to oppression, become prone to just being neglectful, not being concerned about what is their own akhirat or worried about the akhirat of others, etc., the first thing he said to him, that be very conscious about ikhlas. I was talking to a person who's on that level now. If somebody tells us, look, whatever you're doing, on a one-to-one, the person gives us advice, whatever you're doing, you please be always conscious of ikhlas. Unfortunately, sometimes, or many times, we might take little offense at that. Whereas they cannot be better advice we'll take over what this person thinks about me, that I'm doing it without ikhlas. Whereas there isn't a time when we can claim that we have done it with sufficient ikhlas. So that is a very, very pertinent advice for all times. And this person took it very well, he accepted that. So first thing he said to him, always be conscious about doing everything with ikhlas. Don't ever let any other ulterior motive come in. Obviously on that level, there are so many things that are done all the time in terms of people's issues and people's affairs. But in that too, Ikhlas. Ikhlas is not only confined to Salah and Tilawat and other dini amal that we understand as Ibadat. but Every aspect of life, whether a person is dealing with somebody else, whatever the dealing might be of whatever sort, but that must be based on Ikhlas. It mustn't have any ulterior motive in it. So the first thing he said was Ikhlas. The second thing he said to him, that bring about conformity between your inner self and outer self. Now he's talking to a person of this caliber in terms of dunya and he's giving him this advice and he's saying to him that make sure and bring about this conformity between your inner self and outer self this is actually a gist of a hadith sharif a du'a of rasulullah sallallahu <laughs> alaihi wasallam Allahumma maj'al sarirati khayram min alaniyati waj'al alaniyati saliha ya Allah make my inner self better than my external self and make my external self also good so many a times the external self is very presentable the external self is a picture of piety external self is a picture of all conformity with Allah Allah's commands but is the inner self also the same is the heart also the same is a person's private life the same So this is that very crucial lesson that is being given here that the more important thing is the inner self. And yes, that the external self also is not just to be disregarded, that also has to be correct. So Allah make that correct also, make that right, make that pious, but my inner self must be even better than that. So this is an ongoing need to keep checking that what is the conformity? Is my inner self, I'm presenting a picture of goodness, but is my inner self also good? So this is the message he gave him that make, bring about this conformity that outwardly you might be dealing with sometimes people in a very good way but make sure you, you're dealing with them with the goodness of the heart as well. It's not just externally to just woo somebody, to just flatter someone, to just uh, appease someone outwardly but inside you have some enmity towards the person, malice towards the person. You're smiling at the person but your heart is cursing him. That's not the way that a Mumin conducts himself. So Ya Allah, you make my exter- you, the lesson he gave him, make your internal self conform to your external self. And the third thing, he said, keep in mind all the jaza, jaza, retribution, compensation. there's jaza for good,, hal and there's jaza for evil as well. In other words, whatever your actions are, be conscious of what the, what the outcome of this action will be in akhirat. And that is the motivating factor for a person to do what is supposed to be done if he has istihzar, consciousness of the rewards of amal. And that is what will stop him from sin if he has istihzar, consciousness of the punishments of the sins. The person who is very deeply conscious of this, that this is the reward I'll get, this is the Turakats I'll perform, this is the outcome of it, this is the benefit I will get. If that is very present in his heart, it will drive him towards it. If that is not there, he knows, okay, there's something to do. But why? What's the benefit of it? It may not be sufficient to take him to the Amal. But that conscious uh, reality is there in his heart. That is a very great thing. That will drive him to the Amal. And likewise, that is what will stop him from sin, that this is a very dangerous thing. This is the punishment for it. So on this occasion, three advices, very, very pertinent, not just to a king, to every person. And these are all things on the Quran and Sunnah. Alá Tarek e